So the big question is this. How can runners like you, who are running in pain and discomfort, fix, heal, and get to the real reason you're in pain? So you can enjoy your passion for running. That is the question. And on the hashtag Run Pain Free podcast, your host, sports biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, gives you the answers. All right. All right. Hello, everybody. We have a special treat today. We are talking to Dr. Juliet McGratton, all the way from England. And she is a doctor who wrote a book called Run Well, and it's the essential health questions and answers for runners. So this is huge, and we're going to go right on over to her. Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning, coming in and speaking with me from across the oceans. And uh, how are you doing today over there in England? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you very much for inviting me. This is really exciting. I'm excited. We have to, I have to first shout out Miss Catherine Switzer, who reached out to me and was like, Jessica, you have to see this book. It's an amazing book and she's an amazing doctor and she wrote it and you have to talk to her. So I want to thank Miss Catherine Switzer for hooking me up with you and telling me to reach out to you because it was, uh, I, I'm excited to get this book out. I think it is such an important tool for people runners specifically to read from a biological perspective. I think it is so simple and it is so such an easy digestible medical background biological book that again, you know, runners have these questions that you can answer. So I think it's amazing. I'm so glad she told me to reach out to you because I've, I've actually enjoyed the book so far and I'm still digging through it. Um, so I want to give a shout out to her before we get into it. But I have to start with my question for you personally, and I'm going okay. to be speaking with you right now about you. So I want to know why do you run? Because you are a doctor, but you uh, really are about running and you love writing about running. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And I want to always, I always like to know why people run. I think every, it's a very personal why, and I love to see what that is. Sure, yeah. I start, the reasons I run now are different from the reasons I started. I started running because I wanted to get fit and I wanted to lose a bit of weight and I'd had three babies um, in quick succession and I just needed to get out of the house. <laughs> um, but that's not why I run now. I, I, I really realized that although I was maybe after more of a physical transformation, actually what I got from running was a mental transformation. And I run now for so many reasons. I run to challenge myself. I run for headspace, for ideas, for dreams, to, see, to be with friends, for freedom, um, and just really to make my life better because <laughs> it does help me with everything that I do. Wow, that's awesome. And I, I love there's always a uh, there's always a change from when people started to where they are now. It, it, it's always that's why I love to ask because everybody always starts for one reason, but then it morphs. And I love that that's done mm. that for you. An amazing thing. You just listed a whole bunch of amazing things. It gives you so much. Uh, clearly, that's why you have an affinity for it. Do you have a run story? Like what got you into running? Like what was the run? What was it that made it like, oh, I want to do this all the time? What was that? Yeah, sure. Well, I tried it lots of times because I just liked the idea of being a runner. Um, and I really, most of the times I tried it, I failed and I thought it was awful. Um, I was just out of breath, everything hurt. I just couldn't understand 
what people got out of it. And I think really I just made all the newbie mistakes, you know, going too fast to start with and just, yeah, trying to do too much too quickly. Um, and really the time it worked for me, um, I think it worked because I needed it. As I said, I just got, I'd got three children who were all preschoolers. I needed something for me. I needed to be uh, to have time when I was uninterrupted, where nobody could get me, and I just needed something to make me feel better. Um, I thought physically, but I realise in hindsight now, more mentally as well. And that that final time when I tried, I think I approached it differently. I, I did it with a friend, I approached it much more gradually and slowly. I had lower expectations of myself, so I didn't put too much pressure on myself. And I enjoyed it really because of what it was giving me rather than actually for the, the, the distance or the, or the times that I was getting because they, you know, they were slow and <laughs> I mean, they still are. But um, so I think the reason it stuck was just because I realised the benefits that I was getting and how it was having a knock on effect in my life. And that's I thought, well, I don't want to give these up. So I'm just going to have to keep going. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's all. I, I love that you just really slowed it down. And I, I, I really mm. believe in taking the expectation off of it and just really embracing the physicality of what your body can do. And I, I really give, I tell all of my athletes that all the time. I'm like, take the heat off of it. Just, just enjoy the run. I think that's huge that that's what reset it for you. Yeah. That's huge. Mm. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, so with that what made you write about running like what was it in you that you were like i need to write this book about running what was that yeah so i i'd never wanted to write a book you know a lot of people have it on their bucket list don't they and but i never it never crossed my mind because i i, I was okay at english at school but i didn't do it particularly well and and i like to read but i never I just never really considered it and um, I was working as a, a GP, which is a family doctor here in the UK, and I really realised how powerful running was as a tool to help with good health. And I became fascinated by it and I became really passionate about it. And it all began where with a magazine, it was Women's Running magazine in the UK. And I, I got it and I was reading it month after month and I just thought, I would love to write for this as, as a doctor because I think there's things maybe I could add with my doctor hat on. And that was the start of discovering that I actually really enjoyed writing and I, and I really loved it. And my first book wasn't running specific. It was um, it's called Sorted, The Active Woman's Guide to Health. And that was me really trying to help all sports um, and all women um, just to overcome all those common barriers that women particularly have in terms of their health. So periods and pelvic floors and all that stuff. And, and I, I loved writing. I really, really enjoyed it. So although it was really stressful and difficult and uh, I, but I learned a lot and a bit like a marathon it's difficult and stressful and you learn a lot and you say you'll never do it again and then a few months later you're like mm, I think I might <laughs> sign up for another one so I signed up for another book <laughs> but I knew that I just really wanted to write something for the running community because I found it to be such an amazing place so encouraging so welcoming and I, I almost felt like I had some kind of duty really to pass on the knowledge that I had and, and I love I love learning about the body I love learning and explaining how it works I think some of it comes from my dad who used to explain things to me when I was a child like how do televisions work and how do toasters work and and in very very simple language when I was really young so I could understand it and 
I just really appreciated that that gift of his to make things simple. So I wanted to, yeah, make the most of, of what the gift that I, I think that he's given me and actually try to make things easy to understand, not in a patronising way, but just in a in a very relevant way. And I think my years of being a doctor and explaining things to patients, it, it really it really helped me. And yeah, my, my writing career kind of progressed and I've actually, I'm not seeing and treating patients anymore. I'm purely focusing on working as an author and a writer and, and also alongside Catherine Switzer and her 261 Fearless Network as well. So life takes you places you never thought you'd go, especially if you're a runner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, what a, what a journey you just mapped out for everybody. That is awesome. Mm. And I love that you've transitioned into fully helping people. I, 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 for me, I, I talk a lot about doctors. I deal with doctors a lot. I get a lot of referrals from surgeons and uh, PTs and even chiros. But then there's a whole slew of them that have a, their ego was a little too big to, to work with, with other professionals. And I feel like you really did just what you said. You made this a very digested, easily digested, um, you know, it is science. It's very, it's science and you made it very digestible and you speak in a in a very eloquent way where it's not it's not patronizing at all everything you just said you really wanted to do you did in this book and i'm i'm not uh i don't read a lot of books i read what really comes to me like what i really am interested in i i read medical journals for fun like i <laughs> it's you know you know you have your things you know and so I really enjoyed how easy this was to digest. And I have a science background, so I can understand. I, I really understand. It's, I think anybody would understand anything that you're, even if they had never, you know, really dug into science at all, they would really understand it. You really did. Uh, I, you delivered on that big time. So I thank your dad for giving you that <laughs> explanatory gene because I, lo I love being explained to and I too like to explain things very spelled out. Sometimes people are like, it's too much. I'm like, all right, I'll, I can't. But so I, so I appreciate that. And you really did do that in here. It's, it's very easy to understand what you're saying, but it's so important because I really, I know so many people don't get the connections of like what's going on in there, you know? Uh, so with that, let's go into it. What mindset do you would you want the runner to have going into reading this book? Like when they first get it, what would you want them to have as a going into it? Oh, that's a nice question. I've not been asked that before. Um, the way I wanted it to be was just that you were sitting down. If, if you if you had a friend who was a doctor and you could grab them for a chat and you could sit down and have a cup of tea, what are the questions you would ask them? So I wanted to go into it with a very conversational, with the mindset of, let me learn, let me, let me, let me learn what's going on in my body because the more I understand what's going on, the easier it is to overcome any barriers. But also just maybe with a little bit of an appetite to, to, to learn more, to find out more, to, as I say, if you've got particular problems that you want to overcome, uh, but also there's this kind of section as well about finding balance in life. So just somebody who, yeah, just a conversation with with a doctor about running, because it's not always easy to have a conversation with a doctor about running. It really, <laughs> I it, yeah, I was it, frustrated. I couldn't have those conversations. So. <laughs> Yeah, but look, I, I I say it in my podcast a lot. I truly believe there's no better expert than an expert who's had to deal with their expertise as a person. Yeah. That changes how you look at your own expertise because you've had to be on the other side of it, knowing better, 
you know, so that gives so much, that lends to you being able to write these books that are really going to help people. I just have to say, like, this is, I, I how many people out there would yeah. love to have a doctor friend? <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I think, I think that's, um, I think that's a really good point because, um, you, yeah, you sometimes you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> so ah. when I, because I, before I was a runner, I had no idea about these health questions. It was only when I became a runner and experienced the problems and spoke to lots and lots of other runners that I then thought, oh, I don't know the answer to that. I'll have to find out. So there was a lot of research and things, but you don't know the questions to ask if you haven't actually done it in the first place. <laughs> Correct. And I so appreciate that level of A, knowing what you don't know and knowing what you know and, and honoring the both of them equally because I think that mm, that makes mm. you... That makes you an even better expert. And I know what I know, but I know what I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah, and yeah. you know, you lean, you know, you have to lean on them both the same way. Uh, so there's this book. First off, I have to tell everybody. Literally, chapter one is called the head. Like this is how things are <laughs> spelled. It's called the head. Then there's a chapter on the cardiovascular system and a chapter on the pulmonary system. Like it's literally biology spelled out for you, chapter by chapter. And so. With that said, there's certain things I really want to drip into. And in the first chapter, you talk about uh, blood pressure is, is within the first chapter because you talk about the head. This is such a big deal, specifically with long runs. And what I want to also say, there's so much in this book, is that it's a generalized book, right, on what these things mean. But then you have to look at it when you're reading it and then be subjective about yourself. And so long runs are very relative to the person. A six mile run could be a long run to somebody where a 20 mile run is a long run to somebody else. And so it's relative, but even still blood pressure is so specific to long runs. Can you talk about really what's happening to a runner with their blood pressure when they're on, when they're running and like what happens and why it tanks because that happens so much to runners on the long runs when their blood pressure tanks specifically. Can you just give, so elaborate a bit on that? Cause it's, I know what's going on right now. It's marathon season and I know runners are mm -hmm. feeling that and they don't get what that means that the fogginess and like not being able to focus and that tanking feeling. Yeah, sure. So when you first start running, your blood pressure goes up a little bit. But then actually when you settle into a run, and particularly on longer runs, then your blood pressure can actually drop a little bit. What's happening is you've got this finite amount of blood in your system, but your body and your muscles particularly need more blood. So they're opening up, dilating the blood vessels as much as they can to bring in all the oxygen, to flush away all the carbon dioxide. So if you like, what you've got actually spreads out a little bit. So you therefore can, your blood pressure comes down a little bit when you're actually running, I say after the first few minutes. Um, so on a long run, your body is really trying to very efficiently bring oxygen, remove waste products. Um, and so you can you can get um, a, a lower blood pressure but if you add to that perhaps being a little bit dehydrated as well those types of things can affect your blood pressure too so when you one one of the questions in the book and one thing that often happens to to runners on long runs is that when they stop or if they slow right down or particularly if they stop suddenly and this has happened to me before the blood pressure just um it, it just hits the floor because <laughs> the blood the blood it can pool in your legs and it pulls in those muscles in those sort of extremities and gravity is, is keeping it down so um you, you can very quickly feel 
very dizzy, very lightheaded, and even keel over if you stop suddenly when you've done a very, very long run. So if you are stopping for a drink on, on a long run or if you, when you get to the finish line, the best advice is not to just stop suddenly because your blood pressure can plummet and you can then, yeah, just sort of keel over. So much better to, 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 to cross the finish line, but keep moving, even if it's just a fast walk. Thank you for spelling that out. I I usually put myself at mile 22 when I'm out there, uh, when I work the New York City Marathon just as a helper um, for Run Pain Free. And I've seen, you know, people by that point, they're very, sometimes they're like deer in headlights and their blood pressures are so low where they are tanking. I've seen a lot of people uh, pass out in front of me. And I've always, I've always, I always advise, I'm like, I don't advise you to finish. Can you talk about what, why they get like i guess loopy is a good word to say like where they are very off and like they're not really they're kind of like spacely looking and there's like a blank stare in their eyes what is that and relating to your blood pressure being lower at that time so it may not be the blood pressure i mean the blood pressure if it's lower then you're perhaps getting less to um to your brain a little bit which can affect your thinking but it often at that point at 22 it's it's a lot more than just blood pressure often it is to do with your fueling as well you know that's that's kind of hitting the wall sort of point so maybe your blood sugar is is a little bit low as well and that in itself can then affect your thinking dehydration can make you uh confused or irritable um or like i keep rolling my eyes while i'm saying this <laughs> make you feel a little bit sort of unsteady as well um and and exhausted so it is very often a kind of a combination of those things right so you have to adjust and control the ones that you can control so you right. can control your fluid you can con can control your fuel you can control your 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 pace so that you're trying to um, avoid the exhaustion um, and and if you can do control the ones that you can then hopefully you you, you don't hit that that wall and start to like you say tank <laughs> right. So then my next question goes, you hit on it twice already, that the hydration was my next question, and that is all the way in mm. chapter five. And I wanna point out how far it is from chapter one, from blood pressure being spoken to as a part of the head part of the chapter, we, all the way to chapter five, the urinary system and the kidneys. And a lot of people don't understand the correlation between hydration and blood pressure until it's a kidney function issue. Um, so I don't mm. think run, and I just being, um, an, an expert in the industry for over 20 years, I'm very aware of how people don't understand how important the kidney function is to be active. Can you speak mm. about that a little bit more thread, you know, to connecting it to the, the blood pressure and the hydration and what that actually, how that, how it's, how it regards one another uh, for a runner specifically? Yeah, sure. So we think of our kidneys as being the thing that detoxes our blood and takes out the poisons. But actually, kidneys have a very large role in controlling our fluid balance and our blood pressure. So there are lots of systems within the kidneys that detect the pressure in the blood vessels um, that, that um, are in charge and control the electrolyte balance. So our salts such as our potassium and our um, sodium. and if, it, if the kidneys detect that the blood pressure is low, it, 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 can, it can put certain mechanisms in place to adjust that. And similarly, if it detects that the blood pressure is too high, again, it can, it can reverse things um, and reduce the blood pressure. So in terms of fluid balance, 
the kidneys can what what they do is they they determine how much sodium and potassium is drawn back into the blood because if you draw sodium and potassium back into the blood then you're going to draw water with it because water moves to the most concentrated part. When I think of like, um, we call it squash or cordial here, I'm not sure what you call it in the US, but you know, when you've got that really strong uh, cordial and you, and you add water to it, you make it more dilute. So the, the blood becomes more concentrated. So it, if you if you move that sodium into the blood to make it more concentrated, you're gonna bring water with it as well. So the kidneys do have this really important role in, as you say, managing the balance of our electrolytes which in turn will help to manage the balance uh, of our blood pressure so they are really crucial in that they have a very very important role in, in managing our blood pressure so you don't want to be getting dehydrated because as you say that can have a knock-on effect to your, to your blood pressure yeah and I, I, so many runners don't fuel <laughs> and they don't hydrate and then they think they can hydrate on the course and i'm like no no that's cumulative and by the time you're on the course and dehydrated it's you're already lost you have to be hydrated at the start line not midway it doesn't work that way <laughs> you have to be hydrating all the time so i i think it's especially again it's marathon season when we're doing this interview so i really wanted to lean on those parts of this book and you really do break everything down so easily to understand individually and so i was like you know let me i wanted to really show in the interview how everything comes together and how a runner can read this and put it all together for themselves so i think it's so important to understand biology and and how uh, how able your body is to run and what is actually allowing it to run I, I think people just think it's just my muscles and i'm like no no it's a lot deeper than that that's allowing you to run and like mm -hmm. all these systems need to be working so you can actually do that so i appreciate that the insight to that another very interesting part of this book was the reproductive system <laughs> and i really i was like oh my god i'm so excited that she wrote about this it's chapter six and it's um i have a story i want to share with you before i ask my question in 2009 when i was uh, a trainer one of the, there was a, a client who was asking me and two male trainers how why he didn't have stamina sexually and the both the male trainers looked at me and i was like well, where's your cardio and he was like i hate cardio and the trainer was like that's your problem you know we were all like that's your problem and they were he was like men do cardio and and you know it was we were all, it was equinox on wall street so it was like so you know so macho of a man and they never you know they didn't want to do cardio for some reason and these two trainers are like yeah we do a ton of cardio you know and i'm like yeah dude you need cardio so when i and it's so in my profession i'm very i am aware of this whole aspect of it so reading that you wrote about it i was like oh thank you because so many people don't understand how connected that is and how much benefit it gives you in the reproductive area and so i was excited to read about this 2019 survey that you wrote about because i'm talking about you know 10 years ago or more that this was a conversation that we were having you know with with men in the gym so it was interesting and i want you to discuss this part about how this really helps both men and women in their own respective needs sexually in the reproductive system because that was huge and nobody talks about that Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was very keen to, to to include men in this book for quite a few reasons because my first one I wrote was purely for women, most importantly, but also because we know that men are much less likely to go to the doctor, and there I think that 
there is probably less information about these kind of topics easily accessible for them. So I was very keen to sort of include men in this as well. And yeah, I wanted to cover every system in the body, so I wasn't going to leave the reproductive system out. So I was trying to, you know, draw on questions that people had asked me about about their sexual function and their sexual health um, in terms of running. And, you know, it really just it really just brought it home to me that having a healthy cardiovascular system boosts your sexual health and sexual function in so in so many ways yeah to start off to start off with because you've got healthier blood vessels you've got blood vessels which are able to dilate and constrict and bring bring blood to an area and take blood away and not have too much higher blood pressure so when you're talking about things like difficulties with erections often that can be because blood pressure is a little bit high and blood vessels are constricted so actually having um, a cardio exercise like you say and having a really good circulatory system will then actually help you from those in that respect so there's that side of it and i think there's also the side of it too that actually running can give you self-confidence it can make you feel better about your body it can make you feel have more well-being um generally and 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 help you to relax and all of those things as well can be important in giving you and giving you a good sex life as well so i think it sort of comes from lots of, of, of different angles really but we yeah runners generally because of the fact that they do have better cardiovascular systems um, and systems that can adapt and respond to different situations and, and, and more likely to have normal blood pressure can actually have better sexual function as well. And some of those studies were that I, that I quoted uh, were kind of just kind of drilling that home really in terms of fertility and in terms of sexual performance as well. It's true. I have a lot of women, I don't, I don't know about but your experiences in, in, in this regard, but I have a lot of women that I work with that are in their 40s and they're just getting pregnant. So that's, a, especially in New York City, like it's common to have people, women in their 40s pregnant rather than younger, you know, mm -hmm. just the way of life and culture here. Um, and I've had women who their levels were all off. And then the minute they started working with me and getting running again, all their levels got more level and they were producing more eggs again, even later, you know, you know, in their, in their forties. So there's so much to be said about that, that part of it, the fertility that you're, that you're talking about. Uh, and so I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm really am glad that you bring up men in, in the, in this book, because uh, I do believe that a lot of it isn't driven towards them and they run just as much and i think that they have a lot of health issues that they can benefit from by understanding their bodies better and i appreciate mm -hmm. that you pointed that out in, in there I've, I've come across many books where it's kind of not really talked about that specifically so you really showed that part in, in that and that and talking about erectile dysfunction that people don't talk about and that blood pressure and obesity and type 2 diabetes are huge causes for that you talk about that as well in, the, in that part of the chapter yeah, yeah and that that cardiovascular can actually help that and that is huge i don't think many men know these things and i have a ton of people that i have that have kidney um, transplants and have had high blood pressure issues men and I, I i don't think they are aware of how much it can actually help them even with that you know so i really appreciated yeah, that part yeah. of it yeah yeah and also you talked about the women's side of having in exercise or induced orgasms, which I've, again, <laughs> I've been privy to knowing, uh, just working with people forever in, in this industry, 
And so I was like, oh my God, spot on Juliet. Thank you for talking about this. Because <laughs> it's just something people don't talk about, but it's real. And again, I think women have it and they're like, what is going on? What is going on? Uh, it's it's real. Can you can you talk about that just a little bit so people can, women specifically can understand what that is and what's going on? Yeah, sure. It was just in, in the book, I've got these kind of little did you know sections just to kind of keep things interesting. And, um, yeah. and, and this was... This was one of my uh, um, little, yeah, little bits of info just to shove in. To, to, so I don't talk about it in, in great depth, but I just wanted to point out that there are women that do experience orgasms as part of a workout, sometimes even with yoga type things, um, but also with the the adrenaline and the and the excitement of uh, of cardio workout and things as well. So um, yeah, certain core postures, certain things where you're using the deep sort of pelvic muscles um, in like Pilates type things as well, like that can, um, are said to, uh, yeah, bring on orgasms as well. So I just wanted to mention it in there. And yeah, no, make it, listen. Make it a bit of fun. <laughs> I, it was fun. I was like, I have to bring this up because it, I, it just, <laughs> I wanted to show the vast array of information. I mean, from blood pressure, to in, in induced orgasms. Like it's just a huge <laughs> array of information in this book. And I really do believe that every runner should have it. I don't care how long you've been running. I think it's great oh. to understand biologically what's going on in your body, 100%. And I've covered a lot of books, a lot of running books. I did an entire marathon training summit where I just, it was all authors for the most part and experts in their fields, all with books and really uh, uh, this is top. This is top, top book. Uh, I really appreciate it. I, I'm still digging into it because there's so, just so much information into it. Um, what would you want somebody to get out of this book when they read it? What, what do you hope for the reader? Um, yeah, another good question. Um, I hope they enjoy it. I hope that they learn something from it. I think it's, I've had people say that they they have it like a, like a reference book, so they leave it on the shelf because obviously you're not going to need every single bit of it. You, you may you may never need some of the sections of it but the idea is that it, it's it's there for you when you have problems if but I then equally I've had people that said well I started reading the bits that I knew I needed to know about but then I actually just read it cover to cover so I hope people feel empowered feel that they have a better understanding of what's going on in their body which can help their running but also can help them with their access to healthcare, they maybe have a, a clearer idea of when they should go and seek extra help, when they should right. see their doctor, and the kind of things they might want to ask their doctor, and potentially the kind of solutions that that might be suggested to them. So, I think in my mind, it was really to sort of help as a signposting tool and just to give reassurance where it was appropriate, but also direction to further investigations and, and help where more was needed. Because I think a lot of people struggle with that. Certainly here in the UK, our primary health service is under significant, immense pressure at the moment. Um, and it has been for quite a few years. And people are, are hesitant to make an appointment because they don't want to bother their doctor and they don't wow. think necessarily because it's something that's related to their hobby, that it's important. Whereas I'm just like, well, if it's stopping you exercising, that is gonna make you healthy so it is important so just wanted to give them something that would kind of fill that little gap really i think it does just that as as a person who i have my i have health issues i have electrical heart stuff uh so i i really do believe in filling in those blanks uh sometimes you you have mm. to be a self-advocate i think this is I, i'm going to show it again 
everybody needs Thank to. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, and I have my stickies. Um, <laughs> I have my stickies in here. I mean, it's just so well, it's just so well written in a way that you can digest it. And I think that's in, a lot of the times it's intimidating. You know, people are like, oh, I don't know. You know, I, I'm sports biomechanics and sometimes I have to speak in a very scientific way. And I, people are like, I don't get biology. And I think that that's not something anybody has to worry reading. I think you spell it out well, you explain it well. And, and it's great. It is, it is a reference book. I would exactly agree with people who have said that. If that's what you want. That's what I got from it. It's a great reference book to just be like, oh, what's this? Even like toenail fungus, you know? And I have to, I want to say it, it does speak about depression. It does talk about runner's high. And it does talk about all of those things that you do know about as a runner. But I wanted to really highlight things that you don't really hear about in running books, which is like the systems and how the body actually works. I think that's what really stands out in this book and why it's so it's so special itself. It's not just your basic running book. Even though it's general information, it's about the biology of the body. And I really believe runners need to know these things and they'll run better and longer for it. So I'm very happy that I got to speak with you and read it. And I think it's, I, I, I'm, Everybody needs to get this book. Run well. It's essential health questions for health questions and answers for runners. Everybody needs to get it. Any last statements you'd like to say, Juliet? Oh, well, first of all, just thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad you like it. And, and thank you for sharing it and helping me to get the word out because especially as I'm in the UK, it's, it's quite hard to, to get the word out in, in the US. And I, and I just really, wrote it with the intention of trying to be useful and, and helpful so I'm, I'm really grateful and I did also just want to kind of highlight through it that a lot of it and I know this things that you definitely cover with people you work with is getting the right balance that it's not necessarily all about the running it's often about the not running and the recovery and the rest and the balancing life and trying to make everything work and the juggle and and so I, I, I wanted to address all of that in there as well so I do hope people find it useful for their everyday life as well as their as well as their running so but thank you is my biggest take home <laughs> well thank you for being a doctor who who wrote it and who wrote it with with the intent you had behind it that changes everything it changes how it's received it changes how it's delivered and i, I think we need more of that so i want to put that out there so i'm supporting i support that and that's why i'm that and thank you thank you for writing it i appreciate it and i look forward to more of your books and we're gonna link, we're gonna link, you know, to, to, to this book. And I'll also note the other book you mentioned on here as well, that your first book, Thank I'll you. note that as well. Yeah, in our notes, in the notes section of the podcast. And we will be talking soon, I'm sure. I am very sure I'm following you, I'm watching you. So hopefully uh, we will be speaking soon again. And uh, thank you again for everything. Thank you for coming on and chatting. Thank you so much. And if anyone wants to find me, I'm on drjulietmcgratton.com as well, which is okay. my kind of little website, website home. So please come and say hi. I love to talk to you. Uh, Wonderful. We will link. <laughs> we will. I will link that as well. We'll link that as well. Drjulietmcgratton.com. Very good. Send Perfect. me the link Thank and you. I will link you. <laughs> yes. I will. All right. Thanks so much, Jessica. You're Take very care. welcome. Thank you.